Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. I've been in relationships and back in the early days when me and my friends had our first girlfriends and, and we're in the like two, two year to three year mark is when shit starts falling apart, usually. Because that's the mark where it's either like, what are we going to do? Have children to try and make something happen here or buy a house together? Because it's like, and that's that's when you look, I have had plenty of students who come in and they're like, so yeah, it was okay with my girlfriend for the first few years and then it was really not working. So we decided to have kids. I'm like, oh no, oh no. Or we decided to buy a house together cause, or start a business together because we thought that would fix it. And then, and now, and then I'm like, okay, here we are eight years later traumatized children and I mean and then you can't say well you shouldn't have done it because then now there's children and they're like okay they exist and so they love the children and it's too bad and now that's the that's the karmic path they've taken but trying to fix a relationship by adding a huge layer of complication on top of it is the worst thing you could possibly do and my parents absolutely did that I'm glad they did but I'm really not glad that they did for them because it fucking fucked them up for decades so at that two three year mark that's where I remember me and my guys around when we were like in our early 20s, all of us had a girlfriend around that time. And, and then we started having conversations like, maybe if, well, we should start going to a salsa class with our girlfriends or something. And that's where you're like, oh no. When it's like, maybe if we do this thing, there'll be the spark will come back. And then I'm trying to imagine us like we're grumpily like learning salsa together. It's like, that's going to fix it. Sure, go and learn salsa with your girlfriend. Totally, totally do that. Salsa is a cool thing to do. But if you're at the point where you're trying to think of, doing a thing together and that might bring the spice back it's too late go and have a few salsa classes where you're just like oh, what are we doing <sighs> you go and fuck mario i'll go and fuck natasha over there and let's just call it quits the getting out of relationships roughly at the right time is one of the most important skills in life yeah it's the and everyone stays in them longer than they should i know you think what you're thinking right now it's just the way it's just part of life everyone stays in them i I stay, I, and usually they stay in about 30% longer than they should, sometimes much longer. And we, we're often dealing with guys who've been in, you know, 10 years too long, five years too long, whatever. If you're in a relationship, and just this is just an aside, but it's a really important aside, you find yourself in a relationship, and for two, three months, it's been really, really bad. And you, and you guys have, and you, and then you've come and you've sat and you've honestly talked about it and seen, seen, is there some, is there, what's the issue here? Okay, sometimes the issue is simply that this person's work life is just destroying them. Your, your, your girlfriend's life or, your, or, your, or, or the girlfriend's work or your work or something in her family or someone's died in their family. Okay, there's an externals factor which is really causing a lot of stress on one or both of you. Okay, that's not necessarily the relationship. Mate, that's something that, that that person needs to change or you need to, guys need to work out how to change together. I had issues where I was away for five, six months at a time because of my, my lifestyle and because I was traveling too much. And that was reaching a point where she just couldn't handle that. We, we did that a couple of times. And she's like, this is, I can't, I, it's not enough for me. And so I did, I adjusted my entire life because she's so fucking important to me. I wasn't willing to lose her so that I could have an extra month in Australia a year or I could go off to the Amazon jungle and do my thing because I was living on my, this is, I'm doing what I want to do all the time. And she's has to stay at university in Belgrade until she finishes this year. So I, so I adjusted everything. I said, all right, we'll never be apart for more than a month. And that was the thing. And then it meant that, okay, now, and then the relationship went back to being fucking awesome. Right. And it was on the brink of like, if, if I didn't change that, then she couldn't handle any. 
All right, so sometimes there's external circumstances that you can adjust and change and that, will can, that is the thing that will keep the relationship going. But if you find yourself in a situation where you, had a, you were enjoying it, you were connected, you were having a good time, overall, of course, people fight and day-to-day -day ups and downs, but then you find, you notice, I'm miserable in this relationship and I've been miserable for a month. Okay, maybe it's some other stuff and I try and work on it. A month later, I go, I'm miserable in this relationship. It's time to leave. And you won't. You'll stay a little bit longer. You'll stay another month. That's okay. Stay another month. But don't stay another year. Don't stay another five years. Because we don't have that many blocks of five years in our life. Certainly not the ones where we're young and capable and not fucking in wheelchairs yet. Right? So let's make sure that these years that we have left of our prime, whatever, however much they are, that firstly we start looking after our body so we can extend that prime and after our fucking psyche so that we don't explode our hearts from stress like men so often do because they work themselves into a fucking grave for no particular reason other than that you're, you're supposed to someone the general fucking what is that Puritan work ethic of what's the German work ethic based on the, the Protestant work ethic that work is virtue Simp simply work is virtue the fact that you're working is virtuous is what kills most men that is the killer of men yeah it's the thing that gives you the fucking heart attacks it's the thing that gives you the stroke it's the thing that sends you into psychotic rages where you eventually blow your brains out it's the thing that makes men medicate themselves with drugs and alcohol uh until they're in a stupor these are very very serious dangers in men's lives and we are not taught about them we are taught fucking work 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 succeed 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 when you're 65 retire two years later die of a heart attack that's what we're taught right don't do that if it means taking a pay cut if it means taking a year off and going i don't know what i'm doing if it means leaving that woman that is even is the mother of your children do it because it's going to be better for the kids anyway yeah it's going to be better for her anyway, even if she's like, you can't leave me, I've, I gave you my life, I, I'm nothing without you, I can't fucking handle it. She'll handle it. She'll, she'll figure it out. Yeah. Because otherwise you've given your life to somebody else, to, to, a, to an idea, and to labor for labor's sake. It's really serious shit. I don't know how we got onto that, but I feel like it's important. This is lifestyle in terms of like, not, not the like, the lifestyle I'll talk about on Sunday is the, how do I get new friends, how do I start new cool things like the functional like let's make let's build a cool lifestyle like the tnl guys are enjoying in some you know let's have an enjoyable life i'm looking at the why is that important i'm looking at the big things i'm looking at the, right now talking about the big picture of the fact that we have this very limited finite time being inside this thing on this planet with and not in the middle of a war not starving to death not living in abject horror like so many people on this planet are and have no fucking choice about it western males submit themselves to voluntary slavery often for their entire lives because there is the idea that that is of virtue in and of itself which it's not no one is there at the end to go good on you buddy or if they are it's with a watch it's like there you go off you go next next into the machine churn them up churn them up yeah don't blame that on feminism, don't blame that, you can blame it on the military industrial complex, you can blame it on the Illuminati, you can blame it on whatever, but blame it on yourself. Blame it on the rain, yeah, blame it on the boogie. Blame it on, <laughs> don't do that. Blame it on yourself for, get, for staying in it when you realize if you, as of today, or you guys have had these thoughts, you know, you're people who are thinking outside the box. 
That's what people who come here, these, it's not the first time they've ever had this kind of thought before. And it's, and it's the thought that, that is at the base of the gut of most men as they're going through another year of that grind, another year of that, like, fuck, I'm so not happy with my life. I'm, I'm so exhausted. I'm, you know, I'm so whatever. I, when I was 20, when I finished high school, I applied to join the military. <laughs> and not just the military, I applied to join the Officers Academy in Adfer in Australia. And I got through all of the rounds of it because I knew, my, my father works with the military, he supplies them. I've, I've been around military guys. I knew the way they talked, not me. I knew they were. They, I knew the way they were. Certainly not like me at all. I, 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 I was smart, and I was fit, and I fit the. I fit the, physically. I could. I could be a soldier, and I could play the game. And I went to the interviews, and I, and they had all these group games and stuff. Because this is like a, the elite. You know, you join as a, as a, and you get trained as an officer. They pay for your education, and you stay there. You, once you're in, you have to stay for nine years at least. All right, you have to go and do your, you get, they pay for it. You do a university degree in the military and then you have to pay them back basically with another six years of your life before, because if you leave, then you have to pay the whole thing back or something like that, right? So at, at 18, I was staring down the barrel of joining the place which was the least like me at all. But I thought my dad wanted me to be there. I thought that it's, it seemed, and I'm not saying that joining the military is a bad thing. For some people, it's the perfect thing. But I thought, you know, that's, it's a, it seems like a good job. I'll get it. I was even thinking about the dental shit and like the free healthcare and stuff. I'm like, I'm looking back now, I'm like, what's the fucking thinking? You know, or you get an education, you, you know, you learn skills, part of the team. I didn't give a shit about protecting Australia or any of that nationalist shit, which is absurd. Protecting Australia from who? <laughs> what? Um, from America, the, our greatest ally, really, which is going to nuke the entire planet once they've pissed enough people off. Um, I didn't care about that. It was certainly none of that. I wasn't getting into it because of that. It was like, okay, well, this is a sensible decision. And I got through round after round because there was about five, six rounds of this selection process. And I got to, and every time I came out of the interviews, I was, I was on it. And, uh, and guys were getting bumped off in this kind of, uh, you know, what do you call it, knockout rounds. And I, next time, it's just me and less guys and less guys and less guys. And they're only going to choose whatever five out of the 50 that applied or whatever it was. And I got to the final thing, which was the psychological evaluation. And I walked in, and every time I left those, thing, those things, I felt sick in my stomach. I just felt this horror of, like, looking at my 20s gone. And I was a musician. I was an artist. I, was a, I wanted to travel. I wanted to be a, go on adventures. And then that, I was like, well, it's, you know, let's do this. And then when I'm 27, 8, whatever, I'll come out, and then I'll have a bit of money, and I'll have a something, and then I can get on with my life. I sat down on that last psychological exam with, this, with the army psychologist and he started asking me questions and I was, I was telling him exactly the answers he wanted to hear. And then something inside of me broke a little bit and he just said, so James, uh, have you ever considered suicide? And I just went, oh yeah, of course. Everyone has, right? He's like, oh, have they? Tell me about that. Uh, did you ever make any plans? Yeah, it's just an idea. I said, well, yeah, of course I did. I, I thought like, if you're going to hang yourself the, the danger. I don't want it. I don't want it to hurt. Right? And I and I also thought, well, if I'm going to do it, I wanted to I want to do it right. You don't want to be in a wheelchair afterwards, and uh, and may as well have a rush. So I think, yeah, probably jumping off a very very large building. And um, ever had any homosexual incl inclination? And I said, well, I think everyone's a little bit bi, right? 
you know, he just didn't flinch at all. He's just riding down. Definitely no. <laughs> and then they said, and he said something about uh, your country. And, and how do you feel about your uh, how do you feel about your country? You know, you hit a. How do you feel about the idea of protecting your country? And I said, well, fuck yeah. I'd kill any motherfucking Arab that came into this place and tried to mess with an Aussie. Good. <laughs> Asked me a few bunch more questions. Okay, thank you very much, James. Been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Walks out the door. Cross. And then a week later, I get a, get a letter. Here, Mr. Marshall. Thank you for your something, something. We, and as I read the words, we regret. I just like burst into tears of joy. I just fell to my knees in gratitude. God, that was so close. And then I went to my dad. Now, the first thing I did is I got on my bike and I rode over to my best friend John's house, and this isn't my book, and we'd agreed that if I didn't get in the army, that we were going to India, one way or another. And I rode around and I went to the back of his house and I banged on his window, and he had really strict Christian parents, and he came and like, opened his, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, we're going to India. And he's like, we're going to India. And he just came out and, and came out the back in his backyard. We ran up the hill. We lit this thing on fire, this letter from the arm. We put it down. We pissed on it. We screamed, we're going to India. And we fucking did go to India. Yeah. And that's where all my all of this started. And then I went to my dad and I said, Dad, didn't get in the arm. And he said, Oh well fuck him. What do you want to do? <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Natural, Natural Lifestyles, Lifestyles Podcast. Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The, the Natural, Natural TV. TV. See you on the next episode.